Today in our initial Carter Logistics podcast, we would like to talk about the concept of lean manufacturing, specifically what it is and its benefits for manufacturing and supply chain management. As you may or may not be aware, Carter's core service model, the shared milk run, has been instrumental in enabling customers to achieve success in achieving lean initiatives. And we hope that by listening to this podcast, you gain additional insight as to possible implementation and successful utilization of its principles. To help with this conversation, I've asked one of our sales managers, John Wilman, to share some of his experience and knowledge based with us. John, I'd like to kick it off with asking you to tell us a little about yourself. Thanks, Brian. I'll make this brief as I don't want to lose our listeners within the first two minutes of our initial podcast. But I've worked in transportation logistics for the majority of my career, better than 25 years. I've worked both on the agent or forwarding side. As I started my career with C.H. Robinson, was there for about six and a half years, and later worked as a logistics manager for SEVA Logistics as well. I've also worked on the customer side of the aisle, uh, working as transportation manager for Remy International, which is now Borg Warner, and director of domestic logistics for Red Cats USA, which is now Full Beauty Brands. Full Beauty Brands is a global importer of plus-size apparel. For the last eight years, I've worked as sales manager for Carter Logistics, an asset-based logistics company headquartered in Anderson, Indiana, which predominantly serves the automotive industry. Probably 90 to 95% of our clients are automotive. Thanks for sharing that with us, John. For those who may not know, can you give us a brief insight as to what lean manufacturing is? Sure, Brian. That's a great place to start. So by definition, lean manufacturing are simply lean is a systematic method for waste minimization within a manufacturing system without sacrificing productivity. The Japanese term for waste is muda. Lean also takes into account waste created through overburden and waste created through unevenness in workloads. Awesome. Can you share some of your experiences with lean manufacturing and its impact on an organization? Where and how did you see it work? Great question. So my focus and understanding on the benefits of lean began with my work experience at Remy International. This was about 20 years ago, and at that time, Remy was highly leveraged with significant debt. So more effective inventory control was critical for better cash flow, and that was how we managed our supply chain. It was incredibly challenging because of Remy's global supply base and extended supplier lead times, but given our financial situation, it was all hands on deck within every department to reduce inventory and increase cash. We were incredibly successful because of our organization's commitment, especially from our top leadership down. Another more recent example I have came with working with Carter clients over the past several years. I enjoyed working with two separate accounts, both of whom had backup warehouses within two miles of their main production facilities. In essence, their material ordering strategy was to order just in case versus just in time essentially always keeping additional inventory in reserve. Carter collaboratively aided and assisted these organizations in level scheduling practices, and in both cases, the additional facilities were eliminated. So in terms of the overall lean benefits, in the Remy example, 
inventory reduction and cash flow increases were realized. In the Carter example, not only inventory reduction and cash flow increases were realized, but additional profitability was realized as well as we eliminated warehousing expenses, facilities, labor, shuttle expenses, et cetera. Now, Brian, I think it's important to mention that this example is not a memo or public service announcement against warehousing, nor does using lean in all cases guarantee the elimination of warehousing. I think we, both Carter and our customers, are very fortunate in this example. In these examples, you mentioned inventory as well as expense reduction benefits. Are there others? There are. Uh, Brian, conceptually, the benefits of lean are very simple. Anytime you eliminate waste or non-value-added activity, you increase the efficiency of your process. As a result, you gain improved productivity, improved quality, and maybe most importantly, improved profitability. Additional savings come in the areas of floor space, labor, returnable container management, and a fewer number of expedites. Oh, talk a little bit more about returnable container management and its role within Lean. Certainly. Returnable containers enable improved trail utilization within the network as they are typically stackable. They also, when managed properly, eliminate the need for corrugated packaging and the related labor expenses associated with it. Don't you have to consider additional transportation expense in getting these returnable containers back to the supply base? That's an excellent question. And in a standard conventional LTL model, that answer is yes. You would ship product in returnable containers to the manufacturer and after some period of time, ideally before the supplier ran out, you would set up additional transportation back to those suppliers. One of the benefits Carter has been able to offer its clients is closed loop round trip routings. In other words, each time Carter makes a customer delivery, they collect any returnable containers owed back to the supplier. Then on the next visit or collection route for that supplier, their returnables are delivered. You also mentioned a potential reduction in the number of expedite shipments. How is this accomplished? So Brian, a key premise to lean is level inventory scheduling maintained through daily shipping. If quantities are consistent with minimal variance each day, the need for transport, expedited transportation goes away. Another benefit to consider is that if you are at a supplier daily, you are able to recover any lost material from the day before, sort of like built-in exception management. This flexibility, in terms of recovery, also minimizes the need for expedited transportation. Awesome. So, lean eliminates the need for expedited transportation completely? Great question again. That answer is actually no, which may surprise you. This was another lesson I learned at Remy. As transportation manager, I was coached that the transportation budget was my responsibility, and because of this, I should treat it as my own personal checkbook. As such, expedited transportation was a major expense I had to write checks for, so as you can imagine, my goal was to reduce it wherever possible. However, and the lesson learned is, is that I was also coached that if you don't carry at least some expedited transportation expense within your budget, you're actually carrying too much inventory. It's good to know. So how do manufacturers make their supply chain leaner, or I like to say more efficient? Excellent. Well, this is at a very high level, Brian, but fundamentally the building blocks are as follows. First, have complete understanding of supplier lead times. Ask yourself the question, how long does it take to get material from my supplier's door to mine based on a standard routing? Next, determine appropriate safety stock levels. Plan for regular level scheduling replenishment accordingly. 
Here the question is, if I had no more inventory in my pipeline, how long before I am lying down? Third, create a routing plan for each supplier, be it truckload, less than truckload, LTL consolidation, dedicated or shared milk run, et cetera. Here you're asking, what modes of transport are most effective in terms of transit time and cost? And finally, develop proper contingency planning by each supplier to allow for exceptions. In other words, when something goes wrong, and it usually will, how do I recover? So John, as a carrier, um, what accountability do we have in the process? Another great question. So in terms of design and development, your carrier will only be as strong as the data provided and shared. At Carter, we frequently do network analysis for our current and prospective clients as a value-added service. And we have been successful when the data sampling is most recent and credible. In terms of performance, it's critical that your carriers have a complete understanding and commitment to JIT expectations, as well as on-time delivery. In both cases, as far as Carter is concerned, we like to think of ourselves and our team of analysts as personal extensions of our customers' transportation and logistics departments. So how do we measure this accountability? Well, at a very high level, collaboratively, with the help of your carriers, you develop effective KPI measurements, and then you continually review these KPIs no less than quarterly each year. On later podcasts, we'll discuss KPIs in more detail. Um, you talked a great deal about the obvious benefits associated with Lean, but what are some of the challenges a supply chain manager might face when building a program? Thanks, Brian. I don't want to lead our listeners down the path that Lean is all rosy and smiles. There's challenges that we need to take into consideration as well. First and foremost is data integrity. What information do we have at our disposal in order to make sound decisions concerning our supply chain? What are our company's mechanisms for retrieving and storing those critical data elements? Two is manpower. In many cases, companies are working with several hundred suppliers, and their supply chain teams may have two to three members at most. The sheer volume of suppliers alone makes it very difficult to manage. Uh, three, supply chain visibility. When companies are leaned out, customers need up-to-date current parts status and expected ETAs to their manufacturing site, often in real time. Here are the challenges of delivery of this information. Is this something that you have at your disposal, or can your carriers help to provide this? And again, effective KPI analytics. Am I effectively measuring and ultimately improving my performance? Am I successfully on the road to continuous improvement? Hmm. So my big question is, every day I hear something about driver shortage. Right. It's no secret that there's a driver shortage out there. It's hard to get butts in the seat, they like to say. <laughs> so does lean manufacturing have any impact, positive or negative, on current driver shortage in our industry? I don't think, Brian, you can say there's a direct correlation to lean and uh, curing the driver shortage ills. But I can speak to the attributes of the Carter Milk Run model and that it is certainly driver friendly. Carter enjoys driver turnover rates of about a third the national industry average for truckload service providers, roughly 30%. Several reasons contribute to this, and there are others as well. But some key ones are regular static route designs, consistency of those routes, uh, stop and wait times are reduced due to the tight schedule and reduced window times. Drivers are home every night. They're typically able to complete their routes, their collection routes within about 10 hours. And overall, the shorter length of haul, more regional focus is less taxing on the drivers personally. It's easier. 
Again, we will talk about driver, Carter driver recruiting and retention practices in future podcasts. Thanks. John, I want you to picture this. It's hard to picture, but I'm a supply <laughs> chain manager. That is hard to picture. <laughs> How can I determine if my organization is a good candidate for lean? And if so, how lean am I? Great question, Brian. Perfect way to conclude the podcast. So as a supply chain manager, I would ask the following questions or would have more or less a checklist of categories which determine my levels of lean proficiency. So here are a few. These aren't all, but here are a few we can just review. Uh, one, how many LTL deliveries do I receive on a daily basis? Okay, multiple deliveries throughout the course of a shift equal labor hours that have to be allocated accordingly. I guess the question would be, could you gain efficiency by receiving one trailer containing a consolidation of all LTL volume? And in that regard, you would free up labor expenditure to be reduced or utilized elsewhere. How much floor space and how many doctors am I currently using to, to receive material? Here, the focus is on resource allocation in terms of space. Ideally, you receive level inventory quantities daily and utilize as few dock doors and less floor space as possible. Again, freeing up that space for better utilization in other areas. Three, your safety stock considerations. Here, lead time come into, come into play. If my supplier lead time is 15 days and I'm carrying 20 days of safety stock, I have an extra five days worth of inventory on hand or potentially too much inventory. If I'm carrying only 10 days of inventory, then I would be considered five days short of inventory. I would be short five days worth of inventory. My expedite frequency. If I'm expediting more frequently than not, I'm likely not carrying enough inventory. If I never expedite, remember the Remy lesson, I'm likely carrying too much inventory. Do I ship in returnable containers? If I am, my trade utilization objectives are met and my transportation expense is optimized. If not, utilization suffers as I may be forced to single stack material. Also, I'm likely shipping in corrugated packaging, which adds extra expense into the process in terms of materials and labor. How much inventory do I currently warehouse? Again, some warehousing is, is necessary in some supply chains, but anytime you can eliminate that need and make your inventories more lean and efficient, that need goes away. And finally, how do I measure the efficiency of my supply chain? Uh, we've talked about this a lot throughout the podcast, but again, the effectiveness of my key performance indicators and are they leading me toward continuous improvement? If not, I need to update my variables to measure. So Brian, based upon gathering this information and research, you'll have a pretty good idea of how far along you are on the lean journey and how far you have to go. Well, thank you, John. That was some great information you shared with us. If our listeners have like follow-up questions, um, how can they reach you? Sure. So my contact information is as follows. My email address, john, J-O-H-N, dot Willman, W-I-L-L-M-A-N, at carter-logistics.com. My cell phone number, 317-658-8190. And for more information concerning our shared milk run model and its utilization, please visit our website at www carter-logistics.com. John, I really want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to me about this and learn a lot. I did. You're more than welcome, Brian. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Yeah, and to all of our uh, listeners, um, I hope this podcast gave relevant information regarding leaning your supply chain. 
And like I said, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to talk to John Wilman. I uh, gave you his contact information and hopefully you uh, tune into our future podcast. Thank you. to the Wheels in Motion podcast with your host, Brian. If you have any questions or requests for an upcoming episode, please email us at marketing at carter-express.com. Special thanks to Carter Express and Carter Logistics. Music for this podcast was composed by Phil Larson. Check him out at phillarson.net.